0: Bed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Friday. I hope you're all doing well. You know, your man here is. <laughs> oh, got a game to write. No, ga- no games for me this weekend, but. I got to get something ready for Monday, so so be it. I will pull something out of my hat and it will be good. Okay, let's talk about training and leveling and experience. I've never really played out training as far as like when you go up a level and such because I just assumed that you guys got the training you go for it. It all depends on where the where the level breaks are. And it's something you want to think about because it could be role-playing. It could be good role-playing, actually. They talk about how fighters have to train in certain places and mages have to go to the mages' guild and things. All that kind of stuff you do when you're in town. See, that's the problem with experience. People will level up at usually... I'm not saying everything, like 5th edition has one chart for everybody for experience. But if you've got a game where the different classes level up at different times, because they have different amounts of experience they have to get, that could be a bit of a problem. That's when you want to make rules like, there are no leveling up in the middle of a dungeon. And it's it's something that a lot of people hold on to and i think it's a good rule i don't know if i like everything else i've kind of played fast and loose with stuff if it's really critical for them to survive then i'll allow it but i shouldn't get to that point if you're using experience this is what this is one of the reasons why i switched to adventure based experience because I can judge when they can level up. Now, if you want to make it more formalized, you look at Swords and Wizardry Light or Continual Light, where, you know, so many games you get the next level, and so many adventures you get the next level. And I don't see anything wrong with that, but you've got to come up with your own, okay, how, what constitute, what constitutes a leveling adventure? Now, uh, if you have, say, a one-shot does that count towards their their leveling? And as opposed to something that takes like five or six, say it's a campaign thing, something that takes five or six sessions to resolve. Would you count each session, session as an adventure? Because if you count the one-shots, you're going to have to divide the sessions up. And if you... Here, here it is. The one-shots you could count as one adventure, which I probably would. But the multi-session adventures, I would probably count each session as an adventure because it's not fair to the one-shots. Because people, if you do the adventure right, if you're going five, six sessions, they're really working for it. So by the time of that adventure, they should have X number of slots and then if they have their right amount of slots they can level. Now I would not allow more than one level at a time. You know, this oh I've got I I've, I've done seven adventures so I can level three times. No, no you can't. No. No, you level once and we'll just save those adventures. Well, it'll be kind of like an experience bank. If you know what I mean. We'll save those and then when you get the the next level we'll we'll add them on, you know. We'll we'll adjust it that way. But I like the adventure per adventure leveling up because when I'm talking about that where I go I look at what they've done and I go, okay, you're all whatever level the next level. I do that. Although I don't mind going back to experience point type leveling depending on the game. Asanji Swordsman right now we did that with five e. It worked out, and so I'm trying, and it's working out all right. Although I think I'm loving them up too fast, but we we shall see. We shall see. And I, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of waffling back and forth on it because they have to keep the a tra- they have to keep track of the experience, which is a good thing, but at the same time I got to figure out the experience. What, this is one reason I went to venture based level. Like, I didn't want to sit there and go, okay, the venture says they get this much and this that and, the, and that kind of thing. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to deal with having to come up with a, a number off the top of my head, which is usually what which would, would what would be happening. And it just it uh, I I didn't want to deal with it. I can deal with it now more, because and in fact i can actually give less experience out because if i go back to the old every gold piece they find is a experience point they will have i mean they no no know my my players they will have boku cash and other things and each gold, each gold piece should be an experience point or a gold piece equivalent or something like that. And then there's people who say, well, I don't give them the experience for it unless they spend it. Then they get the experience. I, there's a fair argument for that too. But it's just, you just got to remember that you got to remember that every gold piece at that point is experience points. And also there's monsters. There's a whole lot of, there's a whole a lot of things you got to take into account because one of the things is monsters. Monsters all have experience points levels, usually. But that to me, that's kind of thrown in with what did they do in the adventure? You know, the number I can't come up with. And if I come up with something less, they can make up for it by calculating all the gold they got. So, and as far as training goes, that also makes training easier because I don't hand out level ups until the adventure is over or it's dramatically possible in the story if they're laying over at a town on their way to do something big bad if they're laying over for enough time say they're healing from the dungeon or whatever they will have time to train The priests will have time to convene with their temple. The thieves will have time to contact the thieves' guild. The mages will have time, etc., etc., etc. All waiting for that fighter who broke his leg in the dungeon, and and it's healing, and the priests are healing him. Some heals take longer than others, or somebody's getting raised, or something something like that. So that's dramatically appropriate. So I will let them train for that. And if I'm doing adventure-based... I will take that into consideration too. If I'm doing EP-based, this all happens between levels anyway. To me, it all happens between levels. Because you've got enough to level up, whether Adventure or EXP, and and it's dramatically appropriate, go do the training, at the end, you're out, and you're now X level, one level higher. So that's the way, that that's probably the way I do training. I'm just, see there's these more of these things I'm trying to work into my game that I don't usually deal with. Because I'm just concerned with the story and the flow and what they're doing at the table. And I forget some of this stuff. And it's also good role playing too. So, go ahead and take that. And I'm going to go start my day. And so, I also want to say if you want to argue with me about this or talk to me about this, give me a drop me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail at Anchor and we are we are funded I am monetized so as little as 99 cents a month you too can support this program and I thank you and thank you Jonathan Dorsey, Wendell, Jessen, Oliver Shriek and Mark C. Wallring for supporting me thank you you guys are great so until I see you next time keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later bye bye